When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday morning, NCAAs were last weekend. It's episode 285. I'm joined with Kyle Klingman as always. Kyle, did you recover? Do you have some rest yet? What did you think of the weekend? I'm not, re- I'm not recovered, but there's this high that you get on that maintains for a while, and then you'll crash out a little bit, and then you kind of come through it. But I'm going to uh, Virginia Beach for high school nationals, so I'm excited about that too. So we got a lot coming up. But it's a it's a monster tournament, and there's really nothing like it. And just to explain it too a little bit, you have all of these teams, you have everyone that's competing against each other in a combat sport, and then in the hallways, all of the coaches and athletes are all together. You see some uh, air mattresses, and they're all mingling together. It's a it's a wild atmosphere, man. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's fun to be a part of. Um, inside the bowl as, as a fan, or like you said, you know, back in the back, seeing what's going on. It's pretty awesome. Um, and let's bring on one of our guests from a really one of the most impressive performances, um, again, uh, of the NCAA tournament, Patrick McKee, um, 125-pound All-American. Once again, Pat, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm great, man. Um, <laughs> Kyle kind of said it's like riding that high and kind of crashing. Um, even from like our point of view, what we do, I can't even imagine from from your point of view, physically and emotionally, I would assume. Um, how do you feel on either of those fronts this morning? Emotionally drained, physically pretty drained. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, just kind of excited, like you said, just still kind of on that high of of uh, having such a fun weekend, like just a great experience from a fan aspect um, and just even better experience as a wrestler aspect. But you know, it's I. It just feels weird. Like I'm like, the season's over. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> Supposed to be at practice right now, but um, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to figure out what to do with my time now. Sure. Weird. Um, and, and Kyle was you guys were kind of talking about this right before we went on. It's got like just, you're gonna go back to class this afternoon, and then people have no idea. Maybe some don't even know that you're a wrestler, but like. They won't know what you went through or what happened. They may may know that you went to some tournament that was maybe kind of a big deal. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it is weird. Like, I think it's more of like, oh, he was gone for a week. I don't know where he was at. <laughs> like a couple of my I this whole week and I was getting like um like group me texts from like my classes and and school projects or whatever. I'm like, guys, I, I can't be working on I'm not working on nothing this week. Like, don't even <laughs> worry about me. 
Do yeah, many. It's, it's, go ahead. It's hard to. You can't really explain it to anybody. It's hard. Do do like when you go to class. Does half the class know you wrestled? Does some classes maybe all of them? Some classes none of them? Or how? You know. Um, you know, I don't. I only have two, like in-person classes, uh, and I think most of them. Some of them know I wrestle. One of them, everybody knows I wrestles. I wrestle, and then the other one, uh, maybe a little bit. They they probably just don't care. <laughs> but okay, none of them probably knew what happened this weekend. Maybe a couple people if they follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. But I might have to explain it to them. <laughs> Good luck they with need, that. They need, they need to get in the loop. It's a great sport. They need to start watching. It's an awesome sport. Well, I believe it's it's the best. But you you said it's, uh, this weekend was awesome from a fan perspective, even better, right, from the athlete perspective. Maybe walk us through the emotions of the tournament because you're drained right now, like – I don't know, getting upset first round and, and what's that, you know, well, let's just go through the match, right? Like at, at what point are you like, this isn't going right? Like I, you know, my, my plan was to march ahead and be wrestling on Friday morning, evening, you know, on the front side. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think I got, there was one point in the match where I got called for clasping hands, I believe. And um, I don't believe it was classmate, but, you know, at that point I was like, shoot, like this is, um, this kind of took a turn for the worse a little bit, but still kept my head on, um, was only down by a takedown. And, you know, I could have, you know, kept my head on straight and, and just stay relaxed, got that takedown, but, you know, things went the other way. He got a takedown and the rest is history, I guess. But, uh, you know, after that match, you, I, uh, I was pretty, uh, pretty embarrassed, honestly, for, because all my fans were there, they're all watching. And it was kind of like that thing of like, oh, here we go again. Patrick loses again, first round, like just a typical thing. And, and I just, you know, I don't really like that idea, but you got to put that all behind you. You can't really be thinking about what the fans are thinking, what social media people are thinking. Um, you know, you just got to focus on what your coaches have to say and, and what you have to have to think. You got to start thinking positive thoughts because if you let those negative thoughts start creeping in, um, it's pretty easy to go 0-2 at that tournament. Uh, especially with me, I had um, – I think I had Devin Schroeder first first round of wrestlebacks, and he's no, no slouch at all. <laughs> joke, no. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, after, after you uh, – get off the mat, you know, I was just trying to get out, get in that tunnel as fast as possible, kind of get my cool down in. Didn't waste any time uh, just feeling sorry for myself, just started jogging in the tunnel and and just mentally resetting, mentally thinking like, all right, we're going to have to do this again. We got to we gotta climb back. I said, I was like seven, seven matches to get third, um, seven wins in a row. And I, I mean, like I could do it. I was just, honestly, I was kind of excited. I was like, you know, this is such an uphill battle, but if anybody can do it, I feel like I could do it. Compare, compare that, what you just explained to a year prior, how you felt or handled it or thought or. Um, a year prior, like last year, I kind of took it 
a little bit more one match at a time. And I was, uh, you know, obviously both years, I was just happy to be in every match. I was just happy to be there. And more the year prior, it was like, I didn't really know what to expect out of myself. I knew I could battle back. I've done it so many times for third. Um, and I, I have so much heart and I have no quit in me. So I knew I, it could be done. Um, and I noticed last year throughout the tournament, like I was just building this immense confidence in myself that I've, I've really never seen that like that before myself. And I was just, I did not think that anybody could beat me. I honestly didn't think like, I knew nobody could beat me. I knew I could either go out there and, and put people on their back and pin them like I did three times last year or, um, put them on their back, get some points, take them down, uh, defend any shot that was put my way. And it was just like, you, you start building this, uh, kind of, um, unreal, like confidence in yourself that you're just like, all right, let's go. Who's next. Come on. And I just started, I felt that self or felt the same thing this year. Like my body was honestly a lot more beat up this year, um, than, than it was last year. So it was like, you have to battle through that. You have to battle through all the, all the thoughts that start creeping in of like, Oh my God, my leg hurts. My, my shoulder's sore, like all these things, my knee hurts. Um, and you just have to kind of think like, Hey, everybody's feeling this, feeling this way. Everybody's sore. It's just, you have to, um, you have to be more enthusiastic when you step out of the mat at that point, especially on that backside. Like you want to give people a reason to kind of quit. And, and I had no reason to quit because I was so excited still to keep wrestling. I, I didn't want to be done. I wanted to wrestle more. Like I, I want to go wrestle right now. I honestly, <laughs> God, like it's just so fun. And it was, um, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a good experience because like, in each match, you have to build yourself, like you're emotional, you have to build yourself up. And then after you win, you have to cool yourself back down and, and get remain calm. And so just that whole up and down, it's just, it's pretty draining. So every, every night when I was done, it was like, my body was laying there in bed, like exhausted, but my mind just kept racing. I couldn't, couldn't really shut it off. So yeah, yeah but to the point where I can just kind of relax now. That it could probably be, and I've heard a few people say it, it's tough to sleep, you know, at, at the national tournament for those reasons. But I, you, you talked about you like, and you were uh, alluding to last year, but it probably applies to both. You like, I felt this confidence that I just never felt before. Like this, it was almost like an aura, uh, um, invincibility, the way you were describing it. And have you ever experienced that in the past, um, at all, or in maybe a, at a big tournament, or like that that actual feeling of like like just so confident that I can put guys on their back. I can pin them. Like, has that happened before or is that like just kind of come and go? Um, or, yeah. It, it has happened before. Like at, at like Fargo, um, there was, it's like, why can't I just do that all the time? <laughs> sure. You know, it, it's honest. It's, it'd be nice if I could just have that confidence all the time. And like, and I, I do, I do, honestly believe like I can beat anybody on any given day. And if there's, I always say, if there's anybody who can, who can beat so-and-so like, it's going to be me. Um, so yeah, I have felt that before at Fargo where I'm just rolling through people and, and basically saying, you better get the hell out of the way. 
I mean, if there's ever, it sounds like you're doing this the right way. If there's ever a time to have these like giant confidence moments, whether it's peaking or periodization or just dumb luck or however, however you got to this point, like Fargo, NCAAs, like that's that's the the way to do this. Um, and, and as you, I would assume, different for Fargo than the NCAAs, but like, is peaking something that you've done, but not like like. On, on, on your own, outside of what the coaches will do for you and tell you how to do it, is there anything else added that maybe you're doing in the far, as far as the way of peaking? Um, I like to try to not get myself too stressed out about tournaments. And, you know, I think when you start thinking like, oh, my God, this is a national tournament coming up, this is a national tournament, like then it just stresses you out a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and puts this more weight on your shoulders. Like I just – kind of try to like remain calm and there was even a couple times where like the day we were leaving for the tournament I'm like holy crap we're going to the national tournament today like this is weird it just came so fast it felt like um but yeah I think that most of my peaking that I do comes mentally and just having this confidence of like hey this has been I'm I'm just proud of myself whatever happens I'm proud of myself and and uh, I put in the work. I've uh, I've done what I need to do to to um, get the goal or get the whatever place I want to get. And and um, so yeah, I mean, for peaking wise, I think a lot of it is on the on our coaches, and they do it honestly. They do an incredible job um, with peaking. I, honestly, I think I know Penn State. Like they they know what they're doing over there. I, I think Minnesota. We we know how to get guys ready and, and we always place above, uh, whatever our, our expected seeds are. Um, I know I like going into the big tens, if you looked, I think we were like based on our seed projected like 12th or something. And I feel like our guys always outcompete what, uh, is expected of them. And that's really all that matters. Kyle Klingman, you've, you're an NCAA encyclopedia. You've been to a million of them. You ever seen somebody go on? I know we've all seen the backside run, right? But you ever seen it back-to-back years? I haven't seen back-to-back years like that. But the the guy that it reminds me of is this Larry Quizzle. He actually passed away. He's from Boise State. He lost in the pigtail. He came back. He won eight matches. And then the next year, he won four matches and lost in the final. So he won 12 matches in a row and didn't win an NCAA championship. So I, I've never heard of that before, but that's a – that's a pretty incredible run. What'd you think of his, what'd you think of it? Uh, when you saw, or did you see him lose first round? I did. Yeah. This what'd was you, in what'd you 90, think? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm it talking was... about, I'm talking about Patrick. That's oh yeah. Time. I mean, I, I was and... back chopping things up and what I, I wanted to know from Patrick is, can you process what you're saying right now and know that what you went through will apply later in life and that that kind of determination will, will play a benefit in whatever you do? Yeah, I always think that um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to go in the MMA on a fight after after I'm done wrestling, like my brother. Um, and, you know, I think if you can go through eight matches at the NCAA tournament and battle through them all, I think there's not really much you can't do, um, either whether it's in sport or in uh, the real world. And it was really cool to actually see um, Malik Amin tweeted something about if he's a CEO of a company, uh, Pat McKee would be the first one to hire. And I think that's just 
it's really cool to see. I'm going to be honest. It's just something where, um, I don't know. It's like, I've never really thought about, uh, going into the real world yet, just cause I still have two more years of, of, uh, wrestling, but you know, it's good to know that, that this is going to translate and, and, um, people are starting to notice that. You know, in, in the uh, after the the placey matches, they bring you guys back there so we can talk to you and, and ask you questions and interview you. And, and along the way, you said, and I don't know if this was like on purpose or you just it just became part of your vocabulary. But you're like, this and I love the fight. And then you went on, you know, you were talking, and I was like, I know I've heard that before, right? From yeah. from Brandon Paulson, and like, how much of that mentality is comes into play? What we just saw it's all that's that's all of it honestly like i i can't it's like it, you're right you're right it's it's part of my vocabulary it's like it's ingrained in my mind of like i don't i don't want this to be easy it's not going to be satisfying it's not going to be like as satisfying if it's easy um when it's hard and gritty and and you know that you left it all out there and it was an absolute dog fight and you went to war that's when it's really satisfying and and uh you know, after a weekend like that, you can really um, sit back and appreciate what you did. And I think like just that mentality of of loving the fight is something that even you know, like I said, Peyton Rob, we were talking after uh, we both won our blood round, and then we both won our next matches, and we were starting to get our weight off. <laughs> That's something that you know you have to go lose five six pounds. <laughs> That's loving the fight right there. Not no <laughs> other sport does that. Like it's just not. People can't fathom what we go through for that. And so, you know, it's just we we said it to each other, and it was like, yeah, we love the fight. Like it's it's so it's so fun, but it's it's um, kind of crazy, I guess. <laughs> oh, and like speaking of crazy, something you said earlier, you're like, I just it, I didn't. I went through this run on the backside. I just, I didn't want to be done. I want more matches. I love to wrestle. I want, I want to keep, hell, I want to wrestle right now. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. have you ever, like, if there's ever a time that's going to make it want to take some days off and not wrestle, it'd be after that eight matches at the NCAAs. Has there ever been, do you ever come back from Fargo? Do you ever do a long camp, a J or something where you're like, okay, I'm done. Give me, give, let me get away for a second. Yeah. I think like, and there's times during the season even, um, you know, it gets to be a long season where say we were coming back from, uh, coming back from Iowa, you know, you kind of have a long day of travel and all that, get back and we have to practice, get some weight off. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, it, it gets long. And, and sometimes, especially when you're cutting weight and it's, it gets hard. Like you don't really want to wrestle. So there was a couple, there was a couple times throughout this season where I'm like, I just kind of want to take a day or two off and and focus on maybe lifting or or some cardio stuff instead of getting on the mat and it's always a good mental reset I think I always call it kind of like a a creative like reset because I'll get so um I'll start overthinking things way too much when I'm wrestling every single day so sometimes we kind of take a little bit of time off and you come back you just for some reason you're a completely new wrestler and you just, yeah. you just move freely. Don't really worry about um, what you've been focusing on so much. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess um, 
get back to what you're saying. I can't even remember what, what we were either. talking about. I can't either. But I wouldn't like. Yeah, yeah. What was that? There was. Um, I used to, especially after like camps. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you take some days off. I was. I used to not be as obviously as um, focused on wrestling as I am now. But sure. Like even yesterday, I went and got a little sweat in just because. <laughs> You know, you got to get some of that lactic acid out and and start yeah. moving around. You can't be can't be sitting around for too long. I guess to the point now of, of hey, needing a day off. We wrestled Iowa, long travel. Maybe that was Friday. Maybe you have Sunday or maybe whatever. Big Ten season when you're wrestling nonstop. Do you have? Do you? I mean, do you have the relationship or the connection with the coaches to be able to say, hey, I need some, I need a, the freedom, flexibility, whatever you want to call it. Can you go to your coaches and say, man, I need a day. Can I just yeah. can, let, let me stay off the mats? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, early this year and throughout this whole year, my knee has been pretty banged up. I have, I have to tape it every single practice. And and uh, there was honestly, there was a couple of practices where I can't go through the whole practice because it'll like kind of pop out, not like pop out, but kind of. Um, wiggle around a little bit and it'll lock up. So I couldn't even like straighten my leg. And so I'd be, I'd be wrestling good, you know, wrestling live, having fun. And then all of a sudden it would kind of get tweaked. It would lock up, couldn't straighten it. Couldn't really put weight on it. And so there was a time where I didn't even wrestle live for three weeks to a month. Um, it was just, I was just doing through, going through uh, whether bike workouts or rope, uh, kind of battle rope workouts with my coaches just trying to simulate that cardio experience but there's really nothing else that <laughs> can uh, stimulate that same or get you that same experience so I think it was um can't really remember what duel it was after where I was just absolutely exhausted in a match and I was like shit I need to find a way to get back on the mat so that's really when I started hitting a lot more uh uh, rehab workouts in with my trainer and, and just finding a way to get through practice. Cause you need to get that live in. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, what the first semester, second semester, when about was this three to four week period you're talking about? Um, I think it was first semester, but really like throughout the whole year, it's, it really has been the longest year for me just because, um, there's days, many days in a row where I couldn't, um, you know, it's just my knee has been not good this year. And there's been days where I just, I can barely even bend it and, and barely wrestle live. And so there was a lot of times where I just had to, had to talk to my coaches and we had to figure out a way to, to um, kind of recover throughout the week and um, just peak every week to, for that duel at the end of the week. Sure. To the point of there, you're talking about it's a long season. You got banged up, and a lot of people get banged up. If if I gave you the one, I'm like you're the president of wrestling, of college wrestling, whatever. You get to, you get to make this decision. You could make wrestling a single semester sport and shave a month, or make it shorter. Almost more like last year's season, right, with fans and how it was kind of condensed. I, you know, let's go January to April versus November to March, or something like that. Would you do that? Would you want it to be a second semester sport? Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I think or I do like uh, the beginning shorter. of the season just because 
you get a little bit more of those individual tournaments in mm-hmm. versus we don't we didn't even really get we got a couple duels and i think uh two or three duels i can't remember in uh before december but it's more of like those open tournaments that you know you just kind of get back into the swing of things so it is nice because you don't have to go right away into wrestling a big 10 opponent <laughs> sure like like we did last year i guess that makes sense that makes sense yeah um, so it's, i mean if you could kind of you know i guess add those those individual or those open tournaments in and in the beginning of january versus going straight into wrestling i forgot who we wrestled first duel last year but i remember it wasn't it wasn't an easy match <laughs> yeah yeah i think there's a way i think there's a way yeah, to there could be um, a way two, two weekends of open tournaments or something like that and then a week off and then duels or i don't know what do you, but then you get into the problem of let's get into freestyle and greco you know like it's true people want to want to get into that and when it starts getting into april um that starts bumping into that more and i see that more and more with uh with youth wrestling is like the tournaments go so late now for folk style that kids get maybe like a month of freestyle and greco um if you're uh if you're elementary once you start getting in the high school middle school then you can get fargo which is later but it's like kids aren't getting enough freestyle and greco now i think it's it's uh kind of sad because man i i love those sports i love freestyle and greco and, <laughs> and i wrestled that all the way through july so i wish wish every kid could do that on that note one are you going to compete freestyle greco this uh either and or both this uh spring summer well, I'm probably just freestyle, unfortunately. Um, I was going to wrestle a little bit of Greco last year, and I'll still go – like, I'll go to wrestle some Greco practices. Um, and it definitely helps when you're dating uh, Brandon Paulson's daughter. You get drunk into some of those practices sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be wrestling at U23s for sure, trying to make that first world team. Um, I kind of want to go to senior national – or senior open – just because that's such a fun weekend, such a fun tournament. Heck yeah. Uh, but we'll see how the body's feeling. I'll be down there. I'm excited. That's a really fun weekend. Um, it's fun. It gets it gets a little bit long, especially like when I was back in the day wrestling uh, Greco and freestyle. It was like long weekend, but love it. Yeah. And like, I'm just not, not now you got me shifted, like thinking, thinking about this. And it's like, you got the US Open um with everything that comes with it you got u 23s going on then for the seniors there's like world team trials in may final x twice in june it's like it's freestyle season it, it is yep now like actually when it really hit me was we had a day or for our national qualifiers we were off the mat we were just getting in you know like just a stance of motion workout and our other guys who hadn't qualified were wrestling freestyle. I was like, all right, let's go. Oh. <laughs> it's just fun. I'm like seeing some gut wrenches and leg laces. Yep. Well, yeah. Did, now, now, try, now time to shift the, into that now. Freestyle. Is there, I was just, now you got me thinking about that. Freestyle versus folk style, but like practices, not just guts versus tilts or all that, but like, you feel like there's like a different tone or tempo or pace to like a freestyle practice versus folk style practice? sure 100 percent. yeah except i mean for us i guess yeah i feel it, like most it's who's running practice but um 
there definitely is a, a different pace because during the freestyle season, you're a lot more, you're not as stressed out about, about having a duel every week. And so you can just kind of focus on, on your training and focus on just um, having fun more. Obviously, you know, you try to have fun all the time through folk style season, but it gets to be a grind. So uh, you just, you get people who are, are fat and happy, just rolling around <laughs> wrestling and beating each other up. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I was just thinking like freestyle just has a different vibe. Like, folk style is so not that freestyle is not like serious, especially at the highest of high levels, but it just seems more, la- it's almost like, you know, jujitsu is like this whole really super lax mm-hmm. culture. Like wrestling's like, especially folk style is like pretty buttoned up and like heightened yeah. awareness. And freestyle is like somewhere kind of in the middle. Now that I think about it. For sure. Yeah. You're 100% right. I was actually just talking to Sanders, coach Sanders about this and it's the same, like talking about the same thing, how it's like people are way less stressed out. It's just like, yeah, spring, it's getting to be nice out. You go freaking scrap for two hours, have fun and then go outside. And it's, it's basically summertime and just, you don't have to go outside, freeze your butt off like we do in Minnesota (laughs) in the winter, but yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're we're move, moving along, but I'm going to pass it off to Kyle Klingman. He's got a little section and a couple questions for you. Any more? Cool. I know you want to recover, but we have a game called Sweat It Out. Five questions, hoping to make you sweat just a little bit. Are you ready to play, Patrick McKee? Hey, I'm I'm ready to go. All right. He's number ready. one. Where were the 1968 Olympics held? Was that at Atlanta? No. No, it was not. Let me think. I should know this. My uncle was there. Um, yeah, he was an Olympic gold medalist, right? And you got to explain that a little yeah, bit. I have no idea. I should probably know that. this. Um, okay, I'm going to go with maybe Athens. It was actually Mexico City. Mexico City. Dang, way wrong. <laughs> I was thinking Rome. Was that 1960? Uh, Yeah, it was. Okay, but go ahead, the uncle. Yeah, you have an uncle that was a gold medalist, right? Four by one? Yep. Yeah, he, uh, I think I had a picture on here somewhere. Um, Yeah, he married my mom's aunt, so. Yeah, not blood related, but he's blood. He's, He's my family. Cool. Uh, Number two, what former world heavyweight boxing champion was featured in the film The Hangover? Michael Tyson. Yep. Got it. This one, I, I hope you get this one. Uh, what year did Brandon Paulson win a silver medal at the Olympic Games? 1996. Yep. Boy. <laughs> you got that. He broke a sweat. <laughs> you paused for a second. I was like, shoot. Wait, what? <laughs> Number four, (laughs) who was the first American to win a gold medal at the world championships in the Greco-Roman discipline? Um, I have no idea, but I'm going to go with Dan Chandler. I don't know. 
No, it was actually Mike Hauk from Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yep. 1885. And then number five, what current division one head wrestling coach replaced Kale Sanderson at the 2001 world championships and won a silver medal in his place? Hmm. Let me think about this one. That's Brandon Agam right there. Got it. That's a dog. Yep. Got it. Three. What we get? Nice work. Four to five. It's not bad. I think four to five. Yeah, it's pretty good. 80%. Pretty good. It's a B. Um, Okay, we got another game for you, Patrick. This one's called Wins and Whoopins. So if you think back to the span of your entire career, I want to hear about one win and one, like, just straight-up ass-whooping you took. Um, And it could could be your best win, your favorite, or just memorable for any reason. Um, Could be in the middle of one of those runs. It could be Fargo. It can be Pee Wee League. I don't care. But one one uh, memorable win and one really bad whooping. Either either one first. Um, <clears throat> I'll go with a memorable whooping. Uh, there's a couple of them, <laughs> but honestly, the the one that really stands out to me was when I wrestled Ethan Lezak at, at the uh, South Dakota State Open, and I just remember how. You know, there was a lot of buildup to it because I'd pinned Chris Williams uh, leading up to that. And Flo was putting it on. You guys were putting it on like, who's going to win? Uh, Ethan Lezak or Patrick McKee? I'm like, oh, boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a debate here. Uh, and he took me down pretty fast and was able to turn me. So I'll say that's a that's a whooping. Um, and a memorable win would be – um, shoot, it's weird how you think about your, your losses a little bit more than your wins sometimes. Dude, almost everybody says that. <laughs> I'll say Fargo, Fargo Finals was a good one against, uh, yeah, Joey Melendez. Um, or against uh, Rayvon Foley in the semifinals of Fargo. That was a good one. That was like a 35-point match, probably. Those are the best. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was, body's that was flying. Crazy. Body's flying. Um, awesome. Well, shoot, man. That kind of takes us takes us to the end of the line. We're four for five. Played, played our games, wins and whoopings. And, and really, you guys, you guys notice how I, I got the first question wrong and I rallied back the next four? <laughs> <laughs> Weird how that works out. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is, you're the best. <laughs> Patrick, before, before we go, I just want to show uh, Tyler actually has a picture he was going to post on how exhausting the NCAA championships are. I don't know if Tyler has that ready, but this is just an example of how. Uh, I don't think he's got it. He doesn't have he it. Just That's popped right. him. He might be looking it up. You might be looking up. So when's the next time you'll get on the mat? We'll give him a couple minutes. When's the next time you think you'll you'll get on the mat? I'll probably. I kind of want to focus on just uh, lifting right now, and I'm gonna be working on some on my striking, MMA striking and boxing. How much of that have you done? Um, so probably. What's up? How much like jujitsu or striking or any kind of moving towards MMA have you tinkered with or played around with or tried? 
quite a bit. Quite a bit. I'm, I could, I could go, I could be ready soon for a fight. Really? Yeah. I mean, um, I haven't really worked too much jujitsu or groundwork, but I've done a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, pad work, a lot of striking. Um, so in that aspect, I could be, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead of where a lot of people would be transitioning into, yeah, into MMA. Like I know when my brother moved down to say, uh, Florida for to go to Sanford MMA, he, he was very raw. He hadn't done much at all. Yeah. So from where he was to where I am right now, I'm pretty far ahead of him. You're putting yourself in a good position. Have you like yeah. sparred with him or, you know, I haven't I... sparred with, um, okay. There was one time, but we, uh, we rolled around some jujitsu and, uh, it may have been 4th of July. So, you know, we were having some fun and <laughs> I actually choked him out twice or made him tap twice. Um, one of the times I put him out cold, actually, like he was, we had to shake his legs. I'm not even kidding. You. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was like telling the coaches or I was telling, um, like Logan story. I'm like, he's got some work to do. Guys. <laughs> but oh, man. he would, he would, uh, he would whoop me now. Okay. He's got, he's got a lot of experience down there. Um, but, uh, me and Michael block is we, we spar sometimes just, just boxing um and he's gonna be he's gonna be uh uh menace in in fighting that's for sure man it's so fun to think like just give it a couple years we're gonna see these guys you know start to work their way up pretty quickly through the mma ranks um but yeah. until then we're just gonna see you kill it on the backside. oh <laughs> i thought it was gonna be a picture of patrick yeah they're yeah, there's a picture here. I, I thought it was gonna be a picture of Patrick. No, it's yeah. Was this at the boys this weekend? This yeah, is, this is Saturday. Oh, Boy, I mean, people are exhausted. It's uh, that's in the media yeah. media room. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it's about, right? I bet it. Like, obviously, we're going through all the matches. Like, I was wrestling a lot of matches, but I have so much like adrenaline. I've I've drank a lot of spark. You know, I'm, I've got <laughs> I've got some energy. But when you're a fan, like I'm gonna be honest, it's it's pretty exhausting. Or even even what you guys are doing with with video and everything, like it's just it's different. Like I've coached a couple tournaments, and I'm like, geez, I don't know how my coaches do it. To be honest, coaching's out of all that, like the worst as far as draining because you're up and then you're down and then you're you're all over the place. Your your guy just gets a big upset over a, a somebody. Your guy just gets upset. Yeah, and you got you got nine guys to worry about or ten guys instead of just worrying about yeah. yourself. So yeah. Shout out to all the coaches out there. Shout out. Hopefully some of them got to sleep in today, but probably Hopefully. not. A lot of them have kids. So maybe um, maybe the ones without kids. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, but man, I've been enjoying this. This has been a great time, Patrick. It's just been an awesome way to kick off our our day right at our, our show right after the NCAA championships. A lot of great insight from you. Awesome tournament. Um, awesome perspective. Love it, man. Anything you want to say before we let you move on and get on with your day? No, oh, I mean, just happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, it's been great. The love and support I've been getting after this tournament and, and during the tournament, um, a lot of people shout me out on Twitter, like JB or, or, uh, people shout me out on Instagram. Um, so if you want to see those shout outs, just go follow me on either of those. <laughs> awesome.
Thanks a lot, Patrick. I appreciate it. Have the great Thanks rest of your day. Thanks for having me on. You have a great rest of your day. I'll see you. Man, Kyle, that was that was a banger of a show and and really an awesome way to just kind of follow up the NCAA championships. Like really in-depth perspective. Yeah, what a what a really solid interview, solid kid. And I think we're excited to watch him in MMA and see what his future is gonna be. And he'll be one of those flyweight divisions, but I think he has a good future. Yeah, yeah, super stoked. So that's gonna do it for today's show. We'll be back. I believe Bryce Andonian will be on tomorrow. And um should be great. So for Kyle Clem, got a Mark Bader. We'll see you tomorrow.